just because it's January doesn't mean you can't make a dynasty trade. And on today's episode of the Regression to the Mean podcast, we have part two of our early off-season buys and sells. We are going to be finishing up this series of episodes with our favorite early off-season January sells. I am your host, Sean Moran, and I am joined by my co-host, my good friend, and my fellow ball knower, Aiden Holler. Aiden, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up 10-0 on the Philadelphia Eagles. Feel bad for uh, yeah. our buddy Hubert here. It's, uh, it's not been yeah, a good dude. end of the season for our buddy Hugh, you longtime Eagles fan. They were sitting 10-1. and one. Um, I was like, wow, this team... Here we go again, and dude lost five of their remaining six. It's brutal, and yeah, things don't look good. Um, so maybe they turn around, uh, maybe not. But yeah, tough, tough watch as of late for that team. Feels like there's a lot of like locker room things going on too. It's everything is getting out. There's just like leaks left and right. So bad vibes, yeah. as we like to say on the program, <laughs> just bad vibes. I read an article about how. Uh, Jalen Hurts wants to run more intermediate stuff over the middle to AJ Brown, and I was like, "Yeah, that kind of makes sense. That's actually kind of a good uh, makes good a ton idea. of sense." Yeah, to throw that ball. Yeah, I think Sirianni might get fired. I think uh, I think it's on the table, which sounds crazy. Someone said that to me the other day, and I was like, "I don't think so," but it wouldn't be like the crate. I don't know. We'll see. One year removed from the Super Bowl, epic meltdown here. To and I don't know. It would be pretty. Pretty and not pretty insane. You'd have to have a very good coach lined up. You couldn't just like that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. If Bill Belichick wants to coach the Eagles or something, maybe go for it. Or Mike Vrabel, like Mike Vrabel wants to do. Yeah, like maybe, maybe go that route. But I wouldn't drop Sirianni just for like I don't don't know Frank Smith or some shit. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) uh, before we dive into our early off season sells. Two things. If you're a part of the 70% of people who enjoy our channel but aren't yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on any regression to the mean content in the future. And two, if you love player prop apps like Prize Picks or Underdog and you're looking to get in on the action for the NFL playoffs, you're going to love today's sponsor of the Regression to the Mean podcast, Chalkboard Fantasy Sports. Chalkboard's picks game is very similar to what you probably played again on prize picks or underdog. But what makes them unique is the fact that you can take alternate lines. That's right. You have some custom ability. That's not a word. You have an ability to customize your slips in a way that other apps just really aren't allowing you to do it. Uh, We've been chalking our board nonstop. Go download the app with the link in the description of this episode and use promo code RTM to double your deposit up to 100 bucks. Aiden, early off-season sells. Let's do it. Let's do it. We got six I'm, of them. We got six of them. Yeah. I'm just going to start spicy. Okay. Um, All right, let's hear it. It's it's a spicy one. You know, not everyone's going to agree with it, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, I'm selling Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm selling Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, bad year for Patrick Mahomes, and it just feels like things are kind of trending in the wrong direction in terms of, like, what he's priced at and like the production you're getting. Um, he's QB two on keep trade cut. Um, Josh Allen is obviously number one. CJ Stroud is up to QB three on keep trade cut. Patrick Mahomes just turned 28 this last fall. So still relatively young. Um, it's not like he's old or whatever. Had his worst year since 2019 in terms of passing yards and passing touchdowns 
which again, he still threw for just over 4,000 yards, had 27 touchdowns. So, you know, a pretty solid season. Most INTs of his career, 14. Um, you could argue some of those weren't his fault. You got Kadarius Tony, you know, bouncing balls off his hand and kind of hand delivering it to the defense. Um, finished QB8 on the year. So, again, like, still performing relatively well. Um, his supporting cast worries me, though. Just starting with Kelsey, um, I think there's a legitimate possibility that Travis Kelsey retires this summer, um, which is an issue. The offense already stinks, and it, you know it's Travis Kelsey running. I would feels like 75, 80%. It, he just doesn't look like himself out there. The wide receivers aren't very good. Obviously, Rishi Rice has really come on of late, um, and I feel good about him going into next year. But outside of that, um, the offensive pass catchers are are kind of a disaster. And this does come with an asterisk on it. Um, I think, like, unless you are, like, an all-in team and, like, you're at, like, the top of your standings, um, I would sell Patrick Mahomes. Because, in my opinion, like, I don't see much of a difference between flipping him for, you know, QB6, QB7, plus some picks, or, you know, plus, like, a different position of need on your roster. I think the production you're going to get from Patrick Mahomes versus, what, say, Jared Goff or something um, really isn't that drastic. But the way that he's priced... um, that is quite dramatic in terms of, you know, the value for those, you know, type of guys and what Patrick Jones has given you. So, you know, it's it's a spicy one, um, but it just feels like the gap between QB play really isn't as wide as I think we were expecting. And, you know, the difference between him and someone else versus like the value and kind of like holes you'd plug by selling him, um, I think are totally worth it. Yeah, I, I'm torn on this one. Um because what if they get super aggressive? What if, what if they get bounced by the Bills in round two? And it's clearly because their wide receiver core stinks. What if they yep. get like super aggressive and they bring in a vet to pair with Rice, then draft the rookie, and all of a sudden their their wide receiver core is much, much, much better. Their yep. offensive line's good. Their defense is good. He ran super hot in touchdowns in 2022 and won the MVP. This year, doesn't score as many touchdowns. I, I feel you in the sense of like there wasn't get that much for sure. difference between Mahomes. I had Mahomes and Jordan Love on a team this year, and Jordan Love was better was in fantasy yeah. than Matt, Pat Mahomes. Um, yeah, he was what, I mean, six, right? Yeah. Jordan like, Love, I think he was QB six. Yeah. Down yeah. the stretch, I mean, he threw 18 touchdowns, right? So like two picks. So it's just kind of crazy to think about yeah. what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like Mahomes is a hold unless you can get like a really big – like a really big package for him, pause. But if you could get a big haul for Mahomes, I think that's worthwhile. Imagine if you could get a Jordan Love plus. Maybe you get Jordan Love plus Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Plus some totally. players. But like my only fear is if you trade Mahomes this early in the offseason um, and then Kansas City turns around and just completely redoes their pass catching core and all of a You'll sudden it's like you could really burned. good, you know? And yep. I don't know that division. Maybe that division's getting better, right? So, like, the Raiders could be better next year. Jim Harbaugh could be with the Chargers. Uh, Sean Payton in year two. So, I could see it getting off the Mahomes train a little bit earlier. Um, but I'm 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 gonna hold on Mahomes. But I could totally justify okay. the trade near the offseason. Yeah, I think the package you could get, like, it's like the biggest thing is I think, like, if you've got other holes on your roster and you're like not, you know, like right there with like. A complete roster go flip him go go plug in some other holes go get some extra picks this year in the first round um and develop your team so yeah i 
I think this one definitely depends on what is your roster like construction look like right now and like where do you stand in terms of like your timeline timeline to contention but um yeah you could definitely talk me into selling him i'm trading i'm trading a qb2 and it's it's pretty spicy Who we got it's pretty spicy it's it's he's the qb5 right now on keep trade cut he was the qb1 in points per game in 2022 he was the qb2 in points per game in 2023 and that is the 25-year-old Jalen Hurts um, wow, and it it feels a pretty audacious because the guy's basically been a fantasy <laughs> cheat code for, spicy. For, yeah. for three for three years now. But my my main argument is regression with with Jalen Hurts. Uh, that plus if the tush push gets outlawed or Jason Kelsey retires, so it's like if the tush push is removed or it loses some of its effectiveness for Philadelphia, something definitely something to keep an eye on. So in 2022, Jalen Hurts leads all quarterbacks with 25.6 fantasy points per game. Guy was an absolute league winner in the sixth round. Heading into this year, we thought Hurts was capable of sustaining that production because of his elite rushing role and the fact that the Eagles would be pass happier in 2023. Like that was our thesis, right? When we were doing all those um, all those um, mock drafts, right? We fast forward a year later. Hertz finishes the year averaging 23 fantasy points per game, weeks 1 through 16, which was second overall. And even though his numbers were down across the board in comparison to 2022 and 2023, he put up a really strong season. If you look at his like TD rate, interse- his TD rate was down, inter- interception rate was up, yards per attempt were down. He was much worse this season like from an underlying metrics than he was in 2022, but he still was quite elite in fantasy. Now, wind horse fingers, Aiden. Now, why would that be? Why would that be? He scored 15 rushing touchdowns, most ever for a quarterback in a season. That accounted for 25% of his fantasy production. 11 of those rushing touchdowns came from the tush push. So 18% of his fantasy production this past season came from the tush push. I find it highly unlikely he scores 15 touchdowns next year. I, I just especially it it feels like Kelsey is retiring, which is like he is like you know like he is the driver of that play. Um, I, I think they can succeed without him there, but like we know that's a huge part of that play success and for his success. The Eagles aren't getting any younger. Their offensive coordinator took a big step back from Shane Steichen to Brian Johnson, and it maybe if you know Jason Kelsey comes back. Um, we see a full year out of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown together. Uh, the offensive line is a little bit better than it was this past year, and they get better play calling. Then all of a sudden, Jalen Hurts' passing production can buoy his you know, maybe regression in rushing touchdowns. However, I just don't see that happening. And look, if Jalen Hurts next year scores 20 fantasy points instead of 23, that's totally fine. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. But what I'm saying is, I don't know if I'd have him above Joe Burrow because it's basically the same production. Joe Burrow basically averages 20 to 21 fantasy points per game. I, I just, I feel like Jalen Hurts is a bit overvalued. And like a good example of this is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is right now currently QB9 on keep trade cut. He's only one year older than Jalen Hurts. He's got an ascending play caller in Drew Petzing. He's got a stud tight end in Trey McBride. He potentially has Marvin Harrison Jr. headed his way. I would trade Jalen Hurts for Kyler Murray plus. You get back more because oh, of how yeah. valued Hurts. Oh, yeah. So 
that's where I'm at. Like, what's the difference that much between Murray and Jalen Hurts next year? Maybe it's big. Maybe I'm overreacting to the Eagles' late season troubles. But this looks like a team kind of falling apart from the seam a bit. I still think Jalen Hurts is going to be phenomenal in fantasy. But I don't know if he's going to score 23 fantasy points per game based off of his rushing touchdown production next year. So I'm I'm trading yeah. Hurts, man. I'm getting off him. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty valid. Um, the 15 touchdowns, 11 coming from the one. Um, is insane. Yeah, it, it it's not sustainable. Like, We've said the word time and time again, like regression, regression, you know, it's always there. It's always, it's always lurking. And I think there's some serious regression coming for um, that rushing TD output. I'd argue though, the INTs will probably come down. That was a huge anomaly. So I think INTs will come down. I think rushing touchdowns also come down. I'd be fine trading him for, yeah, like a, a Kyler Murray plus. Um, and again, like, I think this one too is like very dependent on like, what does your roster makeup look like? Um, like, I'm not making this trade if I'm, you know, top two, top three team in the league. If you're somewhere in the middle of the pack, though, I'll, I'm going to load him. I'm going to load him go get some more assets. Okay. All Let's right. do it. Who's number I'm, two? I'm Who going to selling? sell. Um, so this is someone that I have been very low on um, since he entered the league last season um, and had his little second half breakout. Can't stay on the field. You could argue this is a sell low. But I think I'm just getting out of kind of sunken costs here. Um, and it's Christian Watson. Um, the outlook now versus, you know, last January for Christian Watson has, um, you know, diminished quite dramatically. Um, just looking at him on keep trade cut, I think his price alone tells you, I think, how people feel about him. He's currently the wide receiver 30 in between Mike Evans and Josh Downs. Um, I'm taking Mike Evans over Christian Watson in a heartbeat. I'm probably taking Josh Downs too. Um, these are two guys that, you know, more established roles, both staying on the field. Christian Watson's young, uh, turns 25 this May. So age isn't really an issue for me. Um, the real issue is he's missed 11 games in two seasons. This is a guy kind of just has like chronic hamstring issues, um, more than just hamstring issues. He's just like a walking medical report at this point. And, it's a little dramatic, but you could argue he's the fourth best wide receiver in that offense at this point. Jaden Reed is better than him. Romeo Dobbs is better than him. Dontavian Wicks. I'm starting to come around on Dontavian Wicks. This guy's legit. Um, big he's fan good. of him. He's good. And then you got Christian Watson. You got the two rookie tight ends. Like he is he is quickly sliding down that depth chart and really like out of their scheme. He had one target yesterday, nine yards in the playoff game. Sure, he's probably not hundred percent. Um, it just feels like you can't you can't design a, an offense around a guy that is consistently not on the field. Um, and like Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs, 100%, I would take over uh, Christian Watson at this point. Sure, you've got his high upside, big playability, but it's it's really just not someone that I'm very interested in. Go, go get a second round pick for him. If you could somehow <laughs> include a deal with a first rounder, uh, for Christian Watson, that'd be a miracle. You're probably looking at a second rounder. Um, I just think I'm I'm just gonna get out of this asset. It's you know, it's so up and down with him. I just I just don't see a world where he's consistently playing you know 15 plus games and giving the production um, you know that we thought he'd potentially be capable of this year. So I'm getting out of it. Sorry, Christian. It it really was a nightmare. I had him on four teams this season. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he misses the first three games because he tweaks his hamstring right before the start of the season, which is just brutal. 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 
new quarterback. You're trying to build rapport. Year two, tweaks his hamstring. He has a couple like decent games on high volume, but he doesn't look good. Like Jordan Love's kind of forcing the ball to him. Turnovers are happening. It's not pretty. He then basically rips off like a month straight of like running routes, getting nothing. And the Packers offense also was terrible for that month. And then the Packers and the Packers have that game where they beat where they um where they beat the Chargers. He scores a touchdown. And then they they have that huge game against Detroit on Thanksgiving. And he catches a touchdown. He scores 20 fantasy points. And then he has that monster game against the the Chiefs. And he looks like it's like, holy shit, Watson's happening. Like it's it took 13 weeks. It's happening. He scores 27 fantasy points, nine targets, seven catches, 71 yards, two touchdowns. Pulled Hammy right at the end of the game. Basically ruined his season. Um, yeah. it, it really, it really sunk the rest of his year. And I think it's super valid. I think, I think Jaden Reed is probably better than Watson. Um, I, I mean, Romeo Dobbs looked amazing um, against the 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 Cowboys. Um, Dontavian Wicks might actually be really fucking good. By the way, he he, he might, might end be up guy. being better he, than Jaden Reed. And we love Jaden Reed on this podcast, but. But Wicks so does too. some stuff as a route runner that is um the size, his size. Too, the, like it, the size, yeah. I it kind of does feel. I don't know how like, they keep doing it. I don't know how they keep doing it. They are <laughs> they are so good really at good. drafting day two wide receivers and developing them. It's yeah, they are. It's torture. It's it, it's absolute <laughs> torture. I think my comment on the on Watson is I think it's super fair to trade him. At the same time, Jordan Love looks really good. And if the Packers are going to reach the potential that they want to reach, which is winning a Super Bowl, Jordan Love, I think Christian Watson needs to be healthy. Um, I think he needs to be he, healthy and be he the can't do that. He can't be. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's major Will Fuller vibes at this point. Um, when yeah. he plays, he's pretty fucking good, but when he he's just not really available. So yeah, like yeah, I can't afford for him to play eight, eight games a year on my fantasy squad. That. That doesn't move the needle for me. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go get a pick. I'm gonna go, you know, take a swing on a wide receiver in in, in the second round of my drafts this year, and you know, go from there. It's, I'm, I'd be okay with getting burned there. Like I don't see a world where he's, you know, a yearly top ten like wide receiver. Um, it's, it's just, it doesn't really feel like it's in the realm of possibilities to me. I'm a mega fan, but yeah, it's, it was a really disappointing year. It was, it's, and, it's more hashtag bad vibes. Yeah. It, the the injuries plus the fact that there's just so many dudes. <laughs> there's so many yeah. dudes in this offense now where it's like, ooh, he might get passed up yeah. a little bit here. Um, yeah, because we kind of yeah. thought like he was the only like capable wide receiver on that offense, and that is like, no, the farthest thing from the truth. No, it's it like is. they they kind of got a handful. They kind of got a handful now. They got four dudes. It's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. And they have a plus guy the tight ends and Aaron Bo Jones Melton. Man, plus the tight end. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, but, yeah, what the hell, dude? I that, can't believe that's that's not a real person. That's like the Madden like random name generator. <laughs> My second guy that I'm selling is another guy I loved in the off season who uh, has been pretty banged up for the first two years of his career, and that's Kenneth Walker, um, the RB nine on keep trade cut, twenty three years old. Walker looked so good down the stretch in a couple games that game he had against the Eagles was basically everything you could ask for with Kenneth Walker, just turning nothing into a 40 yard touchdown. The guy is so electric. He's a really fun player, but I'm really sketched out about who the 
Seahawks are going to hire because Pete Carroll is gone. I don't know. I think I keep Shane Waldron. What's the deal with their offense? And I think his price of RB9, I don't think it's taking into account that he shares a backfield with a running back who's just been more consistent this season. It was Zach Charbonnet, who's also another round two guy. And I know when they were both healthy, Kenneth Walker out snapped. I, I know it. I get it right. But at the end of the day, Zach Charbonnet's underlying metrics were pretty much even with Kenneth Walker's in 2023. Yards after contact per attempt, K9, 2.7. Charbonnet, 2.9. Success rate, K9, 46%. Charbo, 50%. Explosive run rate, equal. They had the same explosive run rate. I would have not guessed that, of 4.6%. I would not have guessed that. Rush yards over expected per attempt, K9, minus 0.13. Charbo, 0.18. Target share, 6.9% K9, 7.1% Charbo. Walker was better in the red zone, and he was better at forcing missed tackles. But that's about it, man. And I'm a huge fan of Walker, but he's not priced like a back who shares a backfield with another young and talented round two running back. If Walker doesn't keep a hold of this goal line role, Aiden, it's going to be incredibly difficult for him to remain the RB9 in Dynasty moving forward. And it's hard to know for certain if he will, considering there might be a new play caller in Seattle next year. So I love Kenneth Walker. I know you do too. I'm not trying to sour on how talented he is. Maybe he's a good buy low because of all this. Maybe I'm being an idiot. But our RB9, that just seems too high. It just seems too high. It's It seems too high for a uh, He feels like he's priced too high. And and I think... Like, I think, like, the things you nailed on, like, the most um, is, like, the uncertainty around, like, I think Waldron is definitely gone. Obviously, Pete Carroll's gone. Pete Carroll's always been, like, a bell cow running back. I think, like, even though Sharp looked very good, it's just, like, kind of just likes to get his RB hot, you know, give him his touches, um, get settled in. So, I could definitely see a world where a new play caller comes in and, you know, like, that snap share is, like, closer to 50-50, whereas Kenneth Walker was kind of just dominating, you know, 70 plus percent snaps most games um and i think something else also to take into account is there's no telling who's gonna be playing qb there next year um i know one of the biggest kind of reasons p carroll left according to some reports where he feels like they're very close with geno smith where the org wants to go with someone young they want to draft someone this year um so there's no telling i would assume geno is going to start the year regardless but don't be surprised if they try to make a move for a quarterback in the first round this year i think um the front office has their eyes on someone, and that was kind of one of the big reasons with Pete Carroll um, kind of down the stretch here, which led to them ultimately parting ways. So I love Kenneth Walker. I think, you know, home run hitting ability, um, great in the red zone. But, yeah, too expensive. RB9 is – that that feels a bit much. I I want to see what other running backs are right there just while I'm, while I'm talking about him. You got ETN, Kenneth Walker, James Cook, Rashad White, Saquon. I'd rather have Isaiah Pacheco right now than Kenneth Walker. Yeah, James Cook is RB10. Easily rather have James Cook. You got Rashad White there, Saquon, Pacheco. I'd, I'd, I'm i probably putting him closer to like 15. Um, personally. He's so yeah, talented. I'd... This is not, and I know some people are out here saying talent over situation, and I agree, right? But I don't know. If I, if I were trying to win next year, I'd, I don't think I'd want to have Kenneth Walker. On my it's team. a really hard eval. I've got him on at least one of my dynasty teams, and it's like, yeah, you kind of don't know what to do with him. Um, them drafting Charbonnet was just like, it was Ugh. such a kick in the nuts. And it still feels like a kick in the nuts because they're both really talented. It's just, 
Why can't bad for fantasy football. Really, really good for real football. Yeah, just yeah. sucked, 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 sucked. So, um, no, I think that's a good one. It, it, it's valid. It's there's a lot of murkiness in terms of what does that team look like? What does his role look like next year? All right, who's the last guy you're selling before we get out of here? Yeah, let's keep the fun train going. I've actually got another running back myself um, a little farther down. I'm looking at the RB18 right now in DeAndre Swift. Um, so this is someone actually that I'm selling high on. Um, it's just not someone that I personally feel very confident about um, going forward. Again, he's RB18, so he's right in between David Montgomery and Brian Robinson, um, which feels right. I I, I I do think he's priced accurately or um, – at least close to it. So again, you're probably looking at an early second rounder. I doubt you're getting a first round pick for DeAndre Swift, but you might be able to. Um, turned 24 yesterday, actually. So happy birthday, DeAndre. Um, he's only yours 24. truly here at RTM. Oh my goodness, 24 man. He's st- he's still super young, coming off a career year or two, which is why I think this is a good sell high candidate. He had his career high in, in, in rushes, 229, 1,049 yards on the ground. Five rushing touchdowns, um, which honestly felt like a miracle that he got in the end zone five times with the tush push. It was just like the amount of times he got inside like the five or three yard line and then would get trotted off um, for the tush push was just infuriating. If if you were a DeAndre Swift owner, caught another 39 balls too for just over 200 yards and another touchdown there. So RB20 on the year. Um, I do think his splits for like pre-buy and post-buy were oh, – a little confusing to me um was just digging into it today and i was like i it it felt like the eye test that he kind of fell off but the stats really back it up here he was top 15 in six out of the first nine weeks which which felt right like the deandre swift show was was like very was much amazing. a thing early on in the year after the bye though he only cracked top 15 twice in his last seven games uh missed week 18 as well due to injury so um only played 16 this year but it just felt like th- that offense as a whole, um, just like we're seeing it right now, like it just felt like they completely crumbled died. down the stretch. It just, I don't it know just if it's because they weren't using him or what it was, but the usage was was not the same down the stretch. Um, again, yeah, so, you know, like you could argue maybe he builds on this next year. You know, maybe he regresses and, you know, there's not as many twist pushes for Jalen and he gets some of these. Maybe he gets closer to 10 touchdowns next year on the ground. Um it's just not something I'm very confident in. I'd I'd probably rather uh, flip him while his value's high. Um, missed some games early in his career too, so I think you know playing 16 games this year was like a huge win for DeAndre Swift. Um, I know like that was a big knock on him in Detroit was you know can he even stay on the field with this type of volume and and he did that, which is awesome. So I'm selling high on DeAndre Swift. Um, just not someone that I personally like going forward. No notes, man. I I. That was looking like a big hit for the first half of the year where I was like kind of in on DeAndre Swift. I thought it was like a nice play and we had him in Scott Fishbowl and yep. he was really good for the first half of the year. And maybe that offense died and you can write that off, but um, I don't think he's a bell cow running back. No, definitely yeah. not. Like just like the size alone, um, you know, the fact that he had 200 plus carries and only missed one game, I, I was pretty surprised. Yeah, I that is that was not in the range of outcomes for me. Um, looking at twenty twenty three, you just need another back to mix up with him because he's still really good. But like, I don't know. I just I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's probably fine where he's valued at, but yeah, I'd probably want to get off. Um, yeah, 
because you could probably convince somebody that he's still going to be the guy next year. I agree. Like you could get a second rounder like at worst. Yeah. The last guy I got here is David Njoku. Uh, Chief Njoku, honestly, one of my favorite players to watch this season. Uh, Age 27, tight end 7 on keep trade cut. So I love a David Njoku, but he's a great player, but this is just a sell high. I got a stat for you. In six career games with Joe Flacco, David Njoku is averaging 17 fantasy points per game. In 90 career games without, without Joe Flacco, David Njoku is averaging 7.5 fantasy points per game. This is a bit of a difference. Those are pretty <laughs> those are pretty dramatic splits. Pretty, pretty. And you're like, okay, well, you know, what about his rookie year? What about a couple years of bet? Whatever. David Njoku, playing with Deshaun Watson, who's going to be his quarterback next year, has averaged 9.5 fantasy points per game, which would have put him at tight end 12 this year behind Dalton Schultz and Dalton Kincaid. Evan Ingram, who's about a year and a half older than David Njoku, is in a better situation, has put up better and more consistent fantasy numbers over the past couple years, and is currently the tight end 12. I'd much rather have Evan Ingram than David Njoku, who's the tight end 7. Even though I, oh, think I completely agree. Njoku's a boss. He's a baller, man. I think he's very good, so it sucks to trade good players. I've got three really good players that I'm, that I'm advocating for trade here. But... um. Yeah, these are all guys you really like. This is I, know, I this do. is hard for you. This is like I, like throwing away like like your old toys or something, you know. But at the end of the day, like I feel like when you're selling guys, you should sell guys that you don't feel that great about selling. You 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 want to be fearful when others are greedy, and you want to be greedy when others are fearful. And I feel like yeah. David Njoku is this probably the top? Pro- probably it's probably the top of his uh, production. I would think so. I I find it hard to believe too, like you said, that with Deshaun next year that he replicates what he had seen. What, like this was like a career highs and like yeah, at every category, um, catches, yards, touchdowns. He averaged catches. nine catches for eighty yards and close to a touchdown per game with Joe Flacco. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, but Joe Flacco is not coming back. You were. You were stuck with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Deshaun Watson's better next year. We thought this was going to be the year where um, he shook off the rust, just instead got injured, missed most of the year. Um, who knows? I don't think Maybe that guy likes us, playing but... football. I don't think that guy's that. Uh, he doesn't look like someone who's ready to take hits. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. He's. I don't think he's got he, it. He, he got his money. But no, I – I think that's a good one too. Yeah, like I'm kind of just looking at some of the tight ends in that range too. Um, you got Kyle Pitts ahead of him, who I I would rather have. Jake Ferguson two below him, even a Cole Komet, George Kittle. Um, yeah, I think I'd rather have those guys, man. It just I'd feels rather like have George Kittle. Than, where, I'd rather have George Kittle than David sure. Joker. Are you kidding me? Even though Kittle's thirty, but yeah. like, come on now, no, really? that's an easy one. It, Kittle's honestly. It's like we a talked Bible. about um, in in last episode with like Purdy. It's like Kittle's going to be around what at least two more years there. Probably. Um, so I hope. No, I love. No, Kittle. I like that one. I. Yeah, he's just a rock star. So no, that's yeah, a good legend. sell though. That's that. That's a tough one. All right, I'm selling Jalen Hurts, David Njoku, Kenneth Walker, Aiden. Who you, who you getting off of? 
We are selling Patty Mahomes, Christian Watson, and DeAndre Swift. Wow, you really led with Pat Mahomes, you 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 greedy bastard. I love it. I love it. Uh, I know. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was writing it down, and I was like, "This isn't this isn't for the faint of heart, man." Aiden, thank you for joining us as always. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you riding with us. This dynasty content's a ton of fun. We will be coming out with more rookie specific dynasty content. Maybe some dynasty rankings next week. We'll see. We'll we'll see. Yep. But Aiden, yep, yep, again, yep. thanks, man. Thank you, buddy, for tuning in. Yes, sir. Until next time. Later, mean team.